Merry Christmas weekend, my friends. Today I'd like to do some Christmas readings for you from Music and the Spoken Word. These are some beautiful, heartfelt stories that will touch your heart and warm your soul as we enjoy our Christmas weekend together. So gather the family, sit back, and enjoy these Christmas stories told by various authors and read to you by me, Health Coach Heather. It's been said that getting there is half the fun. That's true of vacations and road trips, and it's even more true of Christmas. It's as if Christmas is so full of joy and cheer that one day simply isn't big enough to hold all of it. Almost unavoidably, the bright lights the colorful decorations, and the spirit of sharing spill over into the weeks preceding December 25th. Children, in particular, approach Christmas with an eager anticipation that's both delightful and contagious. And so, adults can't help themselves either. They plan and prepare with high hopes and expectations, humming Christmas carols as they go. However, in all our looking forward, it's important to remember what we're looking forward to. Getting there, after all, is at most half the fun. It's too easy in all the bustle and excitement to lose sight of what we're really celebrating. In truth, there is no true Christmas without Christ. Our anticipation of Christmas is an echo of the anticipation that believers have felt about Him for centuries. The festivities, the lights, and decorations are, at their best, an opportunity to honor Him. Jesus Christ was not just another baby. His birth and life brought new light and eternal life into the world. He showed us the way, lived for us, and gave His life for us. And so, as our thoughts turn to gifts we will give on Christmas morning, it's appropriate to ponder What gifts might we offer Him, whose birth we celebrate? The English poet Christina Rossetti wrote, What can I give Him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what can I give Him? Give my heart. As we give of ourselves our heart full of love, We demonstrate our faith in the giver of all good gifts, and our love grows to overflowing. In Spanish, the word mas means more. Christmas isn't a Spanish word, but perhaps we could give this season more of Christ, more of Him in our thoughts, in our actions, in our anticipation for Christmas. So much more, in fact, that one day, can't hold our love for Him, and it overflows into every part of our lives, every season of the year. Story number two. As Christmas time approached, a young boy carefully counts a handful of coins and bills. This is money he has earned by doing odd jobs around the house and around the neighborhood. It is also his Christmas giving fund. 
As much as he enjoys receiving gifts for Christmas, he loves giving them even more. His fund isn't particularly large, but his heart is. And soon he will take that money and roam through a store looking for the perfect gift for each person on his list. In some cases, he'll find that nothing in the store is quite right, so he will hand make a gift that properly represents the love in his heart. What makes a young boy do all of this? He would simply say that his heart was full of Christmas. A heart full of Christmas is a heart full of love and joy. Even small gifts given with love bring joy to both the receiver and the giver. A heart full of Christmas is a heart full of hope. Every birth of a new baby brings new hope, but the birth of the baby Jesus brought hope on an infinite scale. Hope for the whole world in this life and eternally. A heart full of Christmas is a heart full of the spirit of giving. On that first Christmas, Mary gave her baby the gift of life. Soon, the wise men gave gifts of adoration, and Jesus himself came into the world to give us the gift of peace. He said, My peace I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Through the gift of his grace, we can overcome the fears that so often rob us of peace. Unfortunately, one of those thieves of peace can be the stress of shopping for Christmas gifts including worries about what we can and can't afford. But we can all afford to observe a Christmas season that truly comes from the heart. With a heart full of Christmas, the joy of the season will go on long after we turn off the holiday lights and put away the decorations. A heart full of Christmas brings the lasting, peaceful feelings of love, joy, hope, and the spirit of giving even the Spirit of Christ. Story number three. Here inside the Charles Dickens house in London, England, sits a desk that once belonged to the great novelist. It was here that Charles Dickens wrote many of the works that are now considered classics of English literature. And yet, despite great success early in his career, Dickens' heart was heavy in October 1843. He had just returned to London from a trip to Manchester, where he had spoken at a charity and visited his sister's family. Dickens felt compassion and concern for his sister's son, Henry, who was struggling with a disability. Dickens had also witnessed horrific poverty on the streets, remembered the poverty of his own childhood, and feared the financial burdens that waited for him at home. With all of this in mind, as he returned to London, Dickens put pen to paper and, in his own artistic way, called for reform. In just six short weeks, a Christmas carol one of the most beloved and influential stories of all time, was born. In effect, Dickens' Christmas story helped revive public sentiment for a holiday that was also suffering under the financial pressures of the time. People received the book with enthusiasm and felt a renewed eagerness to celebrate Christmas after becoming acquainted with its unforgettable characters. Marley personified regret, 
Scrooge became an emblem of redemption. Tiny Tim, so reminiscent of Dickens' own nephew, became a symbol of hope. Most important, Dickens' ghostly tale reminded people to be more more charitable, more compassionate, more Christ-like at Christmas and throughout the year. Dickens' words capture so well the Christmas spirit. I have always thought of Christmas time, he wrote, as a good time, a kind, forgiving, charitable, pleasant time. The only time I know of in the long calendar of the year when men and women seem by one consent to open their shut-up hearts freely and to think of people as if they really were fellow passengers. It seems so appropriate that a tale of redemption and compassion would become a Christmas classic. After all, the baby born in Bethlehem, the savior of the world, the author and the finisher of our faith, endured the cross to give us new life, to lift up the hands which hang down. Because of him, all fellow passengers in this world can find and offer to others hope and healing. And now, let us end this podcast with a reading from Luke 2. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem to be taxed with Mary his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was, that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Merry Christmas, all my dear listeners of the Healthy Families Rule podcast. 2022 has been an amazing year, and I just look forward to 2023 and all the wonderful things that can happen for each and every one of us as we turn our hearts over to Christ and allow Him to be the author and leader of our lives. I'm thankful that I get to be here on this podcast teaching you about health and wellness and nutrition. I know this is the information that you need to have to excel, 
to become who you need to become and to be free from disease. I'm thankful I have this, this knowledge to share with you. And if you're so inspired by this year in this podcast and you feel like you're ready to take the next step, come on over and join me in my group coaching program, which starts January 2nd. It's called Destination Perfect Health. Not only are we going to work on your health, we will work on your mental health. We will work on your spirituality. We will work on your career, on your relationships. Everything in your life that you want to up-level, we're going to work on it for an entire year together. So imagine the kind of transformation you can have coming out of 2023, heading into 2024, next, next year. It's exciting to think about. Healthcoachheather.com, that's where you'll go to learn more about that program. And I hope to see you there in Destination Perfect Health. Have a Merry Christmas.